1: or candidate search brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and you're all around hiring guru. And you know it is my absolute delight to bring you amazing people each week to kind of help you to think differently about maybe what you're doing in your career and even in your life. So today I'd like to welcome Paul Studebaker from Moss Alto Marketing to the show. Now, this is going to get a little heavy, so as a Stage 4 terminal cancer patient, Paul is passionate about helping others learn how to make every day count. He's here today to discuss the concept of building a legacy and making your life matter, despite the challenges you may face. Thank you for being here today, Paul. Thank you for
0: having me, Casey. I can't say that this is my preferred um, thing I want to talk about, but but I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to discuss. and. And uh, tell you my thoughts on life,
1: and I love that. And you know, I talk to people all the time about being present. Yeah. And I thought I really had it figured out until you and I had a conversation, and it just yeah. it's it's I, I can't even imagine what it must have felt like to get that diagnosis and to just I mean everybody told you that's it, go prepare. Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about your story and just tell us whoopsie you think i would never done this before hitting the <laughs> mic like that gotta quit talking with my hands tell us a little bit about your story and your experience with cancer
0: okay yeah um i'm i'm in my 60s my early 60s and i've always been a runner or an exerciser i won't i take it back i'm not a, a runner i'm an exerciser okay <laughs> i do run i do play tennis i bike um, and so I've, I've lived a very healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And back in um, July of 22, uh, I caught COVID for the first time. Well, to each their own, um, you know, whether you're, 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 vaccinated and boosted and all that stuff, it's up to anybody. Mm-hmm. But I, but I happened to be, uh, I was a believer in that. And um, I caught COVID and I didn't think, Twice about it, I thought, okay, this is going to be the COVID sniffles in three or four days, I'll be back up and doing great. Hit me a little harder than I thought it would, and but it went away after those three or four days. And then after that, I was telling my doctor, I said, Hey, uh, I've got some stuff in my chest, some phlegm or some kind of buildup, maybe some kind of COVID reaction that I feel like I need to get cleared up. And so they put me on a on a breathing treatment plan and a plan to get rid of it. And then after about a month, I I went back to her and said, you know, this is all great, but that stuff in my chest seems a little tighter. I I probably need to get some kind of x-ray or something. There's something going on. Maybe I'm a COVID long hauler, one of those that I hear about in the news, et cetera, and I just got to get that figured out and and situated. And she said, okay, let's go ahead and give you an x-ray. So first off, I'm going to stop right there and say, be an advocate of your own health. Yes. Whatever you feel, you're the one that has that sensation, nobody else. And so I had to kind of push it a little bit. Great doctor, but I had to push it and say, I I need some kind of x-ray or something.
1: Well, and I'm sure you being as healthy as you are, they probably, they didn't immediately lead to, oh, he's got cancer. No,
0: no, 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 no. Um, What I was finding out as someone who does exercise is when I was doing my normal running, I wasn't able to run as far as I had been. But again, COVID, and Mm -hmm. I have some kind of COVID issue going on, and we got to clear it out. So they gave me the x-ray, and then that's when the, you know, everybody, the the oh my moment. And they just said, you've got a, a lump in your in your lung it's about the size of a golf ball um, chances are it's some kind of COVID related something so come back tomorrow and um, and we need to have some further scans done so I told my family but I was laughing about it mm-hmm. and I said well oh, you, you guys know me I'm I, you know it's it's good everything's fine um, we'll get this COVID cleared up and out of here and so I went back the next day, they did CT scans, and then the technician walked down and he said, well, how'd you know? And I said, well, um, I just had COVID and I had some kind of lingering effects from it. And he, and he didn't say anything, he pretty much knew mm. um, what I didn't know. Um, but but then after that they just said hey we'd like you to go to a thor- thoracic surgeon. There is a chance you might have cancer. We don't think you do. We think it's COVID related, but we're going to send you there and give and 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 work with him and get a biopsy just to make sure, because you do have some kind of lump in your chest and we got to make sure it's benign and not cancerous. So. Uh, before I went, I was laughing with my family and said, oh, you know me, I had a lot of stuff in my chest, and I've always been go bigger, or go home. And, you know, making fun of it because I didn't think twice about it. When I walked into the office, I waited on him a little bit, and he walked in, and he first thing he said, said, I'm going to be direct with you. You don't have COVID. Get that out of your mind. You have stage, well, not stage, you have advanced You have lung cancer, and most likely it's advanced. I Mm. don't know what stage you are, but you have lung cancer and you gotta fight for the rest of your life. And I mean, you talk about a deer in headlights. I had no idea, and and I did all those things anybody would do. I just said, but I don't smoke. I I can have lung cancer. And the answer was, it hits many people that don't smoke. Um, and, And further than that, Lung cancer is a silent killer because it doesn't show up in in until you have symptoms. And when you have symptoms, it's usually advanced at that stage. And I just I mean I just had to do a double take and um so we talked about it and it was it was a very, very difficult day, right? Mm. September twenty second of twenty two is my D Day. Mm. And um oh, that just but, gave me chills. Oh, it was crazy, just crazy. Um, You know, I was in denial, all those things. And who was there with you? Me. I didn't think twice about having a family member go with me because I was just figuring out the COVID thing. So I got in my car and I just drove, right? I I didn't know where to go. I didn't want to go home. One of my friends was at my house. um, And I just, I went to Sonic, Right, <laughs> for lack of a better place. That's, uh, I, I have a drink that I like there, mm-hmm. and I drove to Sonic, and I just I ordered my drink and I sat there for about forty-five minutes and just tried to process. I uh, had my my kids and some friends were texting me, "How did how'd your appointment go?" All that stuff, and I knew I couldn't talk to them. Uh, I didn't want to just text them, yeah. but I knew I couldn't get a word out. And so finally, I just decided now I got a text home and I said, it, it wasn't good. Um, I'll call y'all tonight because I knew I couldn't talk at that point. Yeah. Um, so it was it was really tough. And, and, and moving forward, you know, that was the the most difficult day of my life. I did call my kids. One, I have two kids, I called my son and then my daughter and then I called the rest of my family member. My parents are still alive and I've called them individually and it was, it was pretty rough. Um, I did have the biopsy and they did come back and say, yes, it is cancer and he knew it was. He'd done all the markers. Um, and he had told me that, uh, that on uh, not an oncologist but thoracic surgeon, he just said, He said, by the way, when you walked in the door on the 22nd and I had seen your scan, I knew you had cancer. But when I saw you walk in, I couldn't put the two together. Your scans looked like somebody that was going to be emaciated, somebody that was going to be having trouble walking. And I go in and I look at you and you look like you're going to run a 10K. He said, I'm just going to leave you with this thought. If there's anybody in my practice that is going to do well with this. You're going to do well. And I and I can't give you anything um, other than, I think I'm putting my, my bet on you. You must live healthy. You must live a pretty good healthy lifestyle, just looking at you, Continue to do what you're doing, and we're just going to figure out what kind of lung cancer, what kind of growth rate, and what kind of therapy or treatment that we can give you that will best help you. And um, so I did have the, uh, the biopsy. and They came back and they said, well, we were unfortunately thinking that this was going to be the case and you are stage four. You are terminal. Um, it's of how many
1: stages? Five? Four. Oh, four yeah, is it? Yeah. Wow.
0: It will not go away. Um, but then came... About two weeks later came the the great news, I was blessed news, in that there's new research out there. And this is part of what I want to talk about. But there's new research out there and a new medicine that was uh, just FDA approved in March of 2020 that my cells reacted favorably to. It only, um, only about 15% of lung cancer patients get that, right? The other 85%, go through the traditional chemo and getting sick Mm -hmm. and all those things, you see, they were going to put a port in my chest. And I asked him, okay, how long will I have that? And he said, you don't understand. You'll have that for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, wow, that doesn't sound like fun No, So I I, I did not have any kind of consideration in being in the 15% category Mm -hmm. where I just had to take a pill. And again, that's when I was blessed and he came back and he said, I've got great news. You get to take the the cancer pill, and I was like, "Oh my gosh now i don't didn't know what a cancer pill was, you know, just being a rookie out there um and it it hit me kind of hard the first week I started taking it with some side effects, mm-hmm. but then my body adjusted, and I'm now about fourteen months into it, and I feel great I mean it's amazing." I still run I got back to my three and a half miles that I do two or three times a week um, without having to stop I've started playing tennis again Um, I ran this morning three and a half miles I'm playing tennis tonight with my buddies for about two and a half hours I still bike it's it's amazing that someone can be stage four terminal and live a good normalized quality of life. I don't know what kind of longevity I have. Uh, They don't know, but it's been working and uh, their answer was it's going to be a roller coaster until the roller coaster stops. So what do you do do with that
1: kind of diagnosis? Well, and that's a really good question. Um, I have some other questions first. Um, So any surgery to remove the lump?
0: um they incisions into your lungs are very very questionable at best it can collapse your lung etc but here's the the part that i kind of left out and that's when i had the ct scan and i said the guy came downstairs to sit next to me Mm -hmm. he saw that i had 36 tumors throughout my lungs you can call oh. them tumors, you can call them nodules, they, in, in all the information they're called nodules, but they're, they're gross. So this wasn't just this one isolated, this is where it started, and it metastasized across both lungs. Mm. I am stage four because stage four means it's into other organs, so it was in the top of my stomach, it was in my lymph nodes, and I had a little bit up in my brain and i always laugh and i say well that explains a lot right there <laughs> you know what can i say anyway i, I, I do morbid jokes but you know if, I, if, You're if you can't to. laugh if you can't You're laugh at the situation then 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 shame on you because yeah. i'm gonna live my life the best that i can and um, so that was yeah so there's no option to cut it out like that mm. i wish there were Well,
1: i was also thinking too because a lot of times you can remove one of your lungs and still live right Am I, am I totally off?
0: I couldn't even answer. Lung that. transplant. It's, it's,
1: can we do a lung transplant?
0: There have been, there, I do know that they do have lung transplants, but it never came up as one of the options for me at least at that time.. Yeah. He came back and said, we because you reacted so favorably to this med, that's going to be our first line mm. our first line action. You'll take that, and then um, the idea is to shrink it, hold it in place uh, for as long as possible. And just like it, any living organism, it's going to want to grow. And over time, it will mutate against the pill that I'm taking, and therefore restart the growth. Hence the roller coaster ride I mm-hmm. mentioned. And at that point, they're going to have to put me on some other medication or do something else. And maybe maybe that's like more radical um a long transplant or whatever i don't know i think part of the uh reason i didn't have that at, at first and maybe ever is because it it did advance to other parts yeah that
1: makes sense yeah that makes sense so with your diagnosis and everything you just shared with us how have you maintained hope and how do you make yeah. the best of every day
0: well that's kind of part of my talk and it's all about overcoming adversity and I'm going to pivot a little bit and, and say we all have adversity. Mine just happens to be, you know, worse than most others. Yeah. But um, I also didn't do the why me, because there's so many people that have cancer. In, in a person's lifetime, it, the, the stats are one out of every two men will get some form of cancer in their lifetime. Wow. And one out of every three women will get it. So the longer we live in today's world, the more cancer is prevalent because we live longer lives. So cancer is out there, and you know people may get some form of it. I'm not saying it has to be terminal or stage four or anything like like I have, but but there are adversities. You know, take away cancer; it could be any kind of health adversity. It could be losing a job. It could be. Um, losing a loved one, it could be divorce. We go through these things all the time. And the question is, how do you handle them? And then how do you how do you get the spirit to keep going and go through? And I did make a list of uh, what I think are 10 ways to handle adversity. And if you don't mind, I'd love to share that with you. Guys. I,
1: I would love to, and let me tell you why this is so timely. Yeah. Um, See if i can say this because you talk about adversity and i've just recently experienced some adversity in my life my mom passed away a couple of weeks ago i'm sorry and it was right after a podcast as a matter of fact and it was just but the last few months have been really really rough dealing with her health leading to her passing and so i'm very curious to hear these 10 rules so how are you doing right now I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Mm. Uh, I was, I was, was, that was as much as I could do just to bring it up. But I thought it's important. I want to make this show real. Yes. And I don't want people to have grief cooties. Yeah. And to not be able to face these things because somebody at your work is going to go through this. Yes.
0: No question about it.
1: Or in your family or at your church, wherever you are. And the more information you have, to use as armor against it the better so i would love to hear your ten. yeah
0: so i i did i wrote down uh, um i i think that 10 different things how to how to handle it um, number one is okay now what so in other words it's process a situation paul your terminal your stage four and hits me and okay now what how i process it i just drove around and drove to Sonic and just, just
1: got you some Sonic ice. Yes. Love it. (laughs) And I just
0: sat there and I just tried to process it. Um, and and the second one I have is, and they're all kind of related is get your mind right and positive and don't dwell on the negatives. I could sit here all day and feel sorry for myself, Mm -hmm. but I have it. So what do I do? I'm going to move forward and I'm going to try and live my life every day the best I can. And we can talk about that a little bit more later. Um, The third thing is develop a game plan or action plan. So if it is, for example, a divorce or loss of a job, again, what's next? And then and then process it and then come up with a game plan okay how do i overcome this do i get my resume you know in order who do i know in the job market or uh do i need to call a divorce attorney what what is that um the next is mindfully taking the next step so you have to start mm-hmm. once you get the plan you know a journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step yes. so just take that step towards your plan um, or you'll never get there and then but if you slowly do it you will get there and use family and friends as a support group that's what they're there for and that's what we are here for as other family members and friends of our friends so we're here for them they're here for us use that have patience and work on having fun if you're recently divorced and you didn't want to go there, it's not going to be easy immediately yes. Have the patience. try to still live your life to have fun, um, eventually it, uh, things will turn around. Um, so just understand that it's not a day one process. Again, that j- journey of a thousand miles may take a while to get there yes. Um, And in my case, and I'm going to say this to everybody because I'm a firm believer and I've always been, eat right and exercise. Um, It did not save my life, but it gave me a good quality of life and longevity of life. Again, he came in and said, if anybody in my practice is going to beat this, I've got my money on Mm, you. And that's because I was a constant exerciser. So um there's so much that exercise can do for someone's life um, and and it's a it's a great stress mechanism too it counters stress so I, I turned up the volume a little bit once i was diagnosed um just i just had to get stuff out out of my mind out of my thoughts and and it, it helped me a lot um, Understand life is cyclical with ups and downs. So what's down now may be up later Unfortunately, what is up now may be down later So those things are going to happen and it's just weathering the storm and or storms that occur in your life Uh, Speaking of life see seek out the meaning of life and have a passion. What is your passion? What's your goal? What do you want in life? And the last one is very much related to it, and it's make it count. Mm. Make every day count. You know, people say, well, we're all going to die, and you know, I may may get hit by a bus tomorrow, all those things. But we really don't believe that that's the case, right? Yep. We put it off. It's like, I I know I'm going to die. Everybody knows that. But but, not now. But but not now. But it could be now. Could be. So make it count, and I'm going to go on and, and just say, In my case, um, I don't know what I have. They can't tell me, um, but they did say that the roller coaster ride would stop, which is not great. Um, So what do I want to do as my passion, my legacy, my leave behind? And for me, a lot of it is just right here. This is somewhat therapy for me with the idea that I may be helping others because if you look at me, I'm... Don't look terminal stage four lung cancer. Oh,
1: no, we were just walking down the hall with Jeff, yeah. and you were kind of telling your story about why you were coming on the show, and you said, yeah, I'm stage four terminal, and he went, excuse me? I mean, yeah. you, you absolutely do not present or act or carry that like, I'm going to die. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. So it's just, it's yeah. very much, you have a very different attitude.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's part of processing it, and what are you going to do with the remainder Um, But but in in reality, though, it it also goes full circle back to the research that goes on. Mm -hmm. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. If if I had not had this pill or any medication, chemo or anything, I would have passed away hands down last January, February. I was six months out. I had a six-month span. Well, the pill gave me a great quality of life with longevity, who knows what, right? Um, So that research has just been amazing. Um, And and that, I mentioned March of 2020 is when it was FDA approved. Mm -hmm. Who's to say in the last two and a half years something else isn't right on the cusp of being FDA approved or within the next two years? So if I can last till now and I can last till the next, maybe there's something that's going to be... Another game-changer. Maybe
1: there's uh, a cure. Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. And I'm, you I, never know. I'm curious though, I mean, with this shift in your mindset, how did that change your concept of work-life balance?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, first off, I did not feel that uh, I could be in corporate America like I was in the past. I need I needed flexibility to go to the oncologist to get mm-hmm. scans done. And this is in the best of all worlds. And if I do have to go to chemo, sometimes it's going to get a lot worse and mm-hmm. more challenging. So I decided that maybe it's time to take my experience and just start my own company and um, utilize that for flexibility as well. So I have switched the thermometer, as you will, from, from 50-50 work life to more life with less work, right? Um, because I have, I have a need, but at the same time, I started my company so that I could have flexibility.
1: That is. So, and I'm curious, yeah. would you have started your company without the diagnosis? Was that it's, a
0: dream? It was it was in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. One of those. It wasn't necessarily a dream. It may have been more of a need. I'm not financially independent. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I was I getting older in corporate America, so I was trying to have figure out what I wanted to, to do anyway. This just gave me the means to say, okay, now I can just. Just do this. Take take that leap of faith and get going and utilize my, my experience.
1: Well, and not to be macabre, but I think that that's a great framework anytime you're making decisions. Like, if I knew I only had a limited time, what would yeah, I do? Yeah.
0: It, it, and it's so, crazy. Nobody wants to think like that. And then if I tell people, well, not only am I stage four terminal, I started a company after I was stage four terminal. That's right. and cra- like, that's crazy to right. think. It's, but, but there was a need, right? Yeah. And there was an opportunity. Every need becomes an opportunity.
1: What is your best piece of advice that you could share with our audience to encourage them to live in the moment but also to build their legacy at the same time?
0: So... Um, I'm going to go back to the Tim McGraw song, and that's "Live Life Like You're Dying," mm. and and I got to tell you, I used to like the song, I love the song, and now, and I listen to it, and
1: dang, I we to have that queued up.
0: Half the time, I I start bawling. Oh. Um, it's just it's just it just hits you right, and so. He went skydiving. He went Rocky Mountain climbing. He rode 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. He uh, loved deeper and loved sweeter. Think about those words. That's amazing. Mm. That's amazing. And I get to choose to do that. Everybody can. Right. But when they tell you you're stage four and you're terminal, there's a whole different mind process that immediately switches. You switch to that what's my legacy? what what do I want in life? How can I live every day mindfully so that I am enjoying life to its fullest with with family, friends, memories and activities but yet I still have to work and all that stuff so. Yeah. So okay. it, it, it gave me a complete mind shift. And and um, I don't wish that upon
1: anybody, but
0: it is an absolute blessing to have.
1: Mm. I, so. I, I wish there was a way that we could teach. And maybe that's what you're doing. Maybe that's what your purpose is here is to teach people to have that mindset I'm so that you live to. every moment to the fullest. No. Like, I don't want to waste any more. I don't even want to sleep. <laughs> you know? Because you need that. I I know yeah. I know, and I do know that, and I get my I try to get my eight hours most nights, um. But I just want to explore and expand, and you know, do all the things, and I've got yeah. so much I want to do that I just I don't want to waste time.
0: Is as, as odd as it may sound, and I wrote this on face Facebook, um, around the same time I was diagnosed last year with cancer. So about a year into it. Mm-hmm. I wrote something and, and I said, you know, oddly enough, what looked to be my worst year has actually in part been some of my best, mm. some of my best because of the, the travel that I've mindfully done. And it's not just, you know, bucket list travel. It's travel yeah. with my friends yep. last January, it's travel with my family. In, February. I travel with my fam- my family in August. Uh, I went somewhere with my kids in September. I'm I'm trying to reach out and do those things that are meaningful in life. But it's not just my life. It's not just for me. It's for them. Yes. When I'm gone, and at some point I will be. And if my family's watching this, just relax. <laughs> <laughs> um, just remember our time. Remember what we had, when we had it, and and absorb.
1: Stop! You're gonna make me cry I know. too. I'm stopping.
0: <laughs> I'm taking no, a sip right no, now. No,
1: it's it's just you reminded me that, you know, we were fortunate in a way. Not so much for my mom that we knew. She was very, very ill, and it was like, it was like one day she's walking around the house, the next day she's bedridden. It was that quick. Wow. And so, but, and we kept we'd kid with her. We'd say, "Mom, you got nine lives," you know, because (laughs) I mean, she would go unconscious for two days, and then all of a sudden, and we were like, "Okay, this is it. Say your goodbyes, get the grandkids up here," and then she'd wake up and she goes, "I'm hungry." (laughs) We're like, "What?" You know. I love it. But she was fully cognizant yeah. for the majority of the last three and a half months. Yeah. And I have two younger sisters and we knew that. And so
0: that's a blessing right there. Exactly. That you that's got, what I'm saying. That you got to be with her, even though you couldn't see her or, or necessarily understand and feel her, she could do that with you guys. So just yeah. being there and saying Well, she was fully cognizant
1: was she, Oh, I love up that. until the end, except yeah. for like, I mean, she would like space out for a couple of days every yeah. now and then when her uh, carbon dioxide would get too high. But other than that, I mean, when she was awake, she was bossing us around from the bed. You know, <laughs> I mean, it was like, it was like mom that couldn't move. So yeah. we were kind of, we'd kind of poke at her, you know, make fun. Yeah. We'd be like, come get us now, you know.
0: <laughs> but if you had to trade that, would you
1: trade Oh, it? not. In no. A, the only reason I would trade it is because she wasn't so much pain those three oh. and a half months. Yeah. But yeah. she didn't show us that. We knew she was, but she didn't show us that. Yeah. But we... And I'm sure my younger sisters did too, but I had some of the best conversations with my mom Wow! over the last. So I'm very grateful. So if
0: I would get hit by a bus tomorrow or anybody else, right, Mm -hmm. then they're done. Yeah. I was somewhat blessed, and your mom, by having that extra time. We don't know what it is, but having that extra time to be with people and to um, share what we can When we can, right?
1: And it was, and it was hard. It took a lot of time because, you know, mom did not want to go into a nursing home and we wanted to honor her wishes. I will be the first to admit that I was like, this is not doable because she had to have 24 seven care. It's it's a challenge. And there's three of us, but that's not enough. And so, I mean, there, there were times when I'm like, mom, you've got to stop this. You know, you've got to go to a nursing home so that you'll have adequate care. Yeah. No, nope, not doing it. But and I understand and I'm and I'm glad that she held out to the end because she got her wishes. Um but it was hard because I can't yeah. tell you how many times I would get calls That's in the middle a lot of the of day. Work on you guys. Yeah. yeah. And I'm an hour and a half away. Wow. And so I'm just like, you know, it was really in and, and the mindset. You know, people don't understand that mm-hmm. mindset. Even though and I'm sure, like, the people around your wife, your kids, they, they've probably adjusted by now. They have. Yeah.
0: But in the it beginning? Took, it, it took a long yeah. time. My daughter, um, probably three or four months into it. No, it was, it was longer than that. But she told me it took her three or four months to truly come to terms with me being terminal. Hmm. And my son has never really talked about it, but I know he has. But, you know, some people just don't want to talk about things like yeah. that. So, um, but she just, she said, Dad, I was talking to one of my friends and it just, three or four months later, it finally dawned on me that you're not going to be here forever. She said, I knew it, but it just, it hit me. And she said, and, but I've come to terms and I'm, I'm okay with it. And, and so that's been good about my situation to be here for a while, again, rather than getting hit by a bus tomorrow.
1: Absolutely. Because in that case, like I will never wonder what the last words I said to my mom were.
0: Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah. So, wow, this has <laughs> flown it. by. Um, I am just going to ask you one of our VIP questions okay. instead of all three. If your life's work was being summarized in a news article I think this is so appropriate for you (laughs) what would the headline be
0: Uh, news article
1: not tombstone
0: yeah yeah that's okay Um, Paul has helped companies and perhaps the best is yet to come
1: okay how do people find you if they want to learn more about your journey
0: um, they can look me up on LinkedIn or I'm on Facebook. Last name is Studebaker, so Paul Studebaker, just like the car. Um, and my company on LinkedIn is Mas Alto Marketing, which stands for, it's Spanish, for Higher Level Marketing.
1: Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Well, this has been a moving conversation. Um, I really appreciate you being here and being so vulnerable with us today because you you don't know the ripple effect that this is going to have. You don't know who you're going to touch.
0: I want to leave you with one last thought. I know we're running out, but um, um, there is a a guy who had the same exact cancer that I have, Jimmy Valvano. He was an old coach for North Carolina State. They won the, the national championship in basketball around 83, I believe. By 93, he was diagnosed with this exact same type um, and spread of cancer. He died fairly quickly, Um, but if you get a chance, look up the speech on Google it or find it on TV because they have a television show. In the uh, first SB awards, he came back and they pulled him on stage. Um, He was in trouble walking and all that stuff, but he got up there. And he talked about a few things, and, and I'll just leave you with uh, three thoughts, um, and the first one is, is three, but he said, um, live life so that you laugh every day, mm. think every day, so think of, get into thought every day, and cry every day, whether that's happiness or sadness, and if you do those three things, that's a complete day. We have done some of those <laughs> here today. All right. So so I've lived a good day today. All right. All right. So that's that's one thing. Um, uh, the other thing that he said in the, the, the second thing he said in that speech that is so hard, uh, hard-hitting and profound is never give up, never, ever give up. Mm-hmm. Those are his buzzwords in it. And at the end of the speech, he said, I'm gonna start the V Foundation for Cancer Research. It's not gonna save my life, but it may save my kid's life and it's gonna save others' lives. It hasn't saved my life, but it's given me the life I wanna lead for, the long, for greater um, normalcy of life and longevity. And it's all because of that research that is done through cancer and a lot of it probably through the v foundation Mm -hmm. so i am uh, i am um he's my hero um and and what again if you get a chance just watch the speech
1: i'm gonna go watch that for sure tonight so thank you so much for being here today and i just have one last thing to say to you okay you are a vip thank you and that's a wrap for today